Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you guys out there are having a great day. I'm having a really, really odd day because it's kind of like a roller coaster. It's going up and down. And yeah, now that it's, you know, coming to an end, I'm kind of just like kind of in the middle. I don't I don't really know what to do. But today is eventful. Something did happen. Um, that's big. You know, it's not that something happened, but I made an accomplishment. It's the end of week four. Which is so weird. I mean, the end of week, I mean, four weeks, insane. For me, that's huge. That's impressive. It's big. It's pretty much uncharted territory for me and, and my progress, how, how far I'll go to make it day after day after day. It's pretty uncharted territory. And I, I enjoy, obviously, I enjoy the ride so much. You guys know that. I'm enjoying this ride so much. But I'm also just like... Dude, it was, we just made week one, it feels like, you know, it really did fly, even though a lot of, a lot of times I was just like sick and tired of coming back and and grabbing my computer to go cold outreach and go produce music. There were so many upsides. There were so many happy, funny moments that I'll never forget. You know what I mean? And it's about to be the end of the month. You know, that'll be a big day, too, the end of the month, the end of January. And we're there, you know, we're, we're towards the end, the 28th right now of January. And we're getting there. You know, we're pushing it with January. January's about to be out the door. And there goes the first month of 2024, you know what I mean? Like, that's nuts. That's so nuts. But we have some good topics for you guys today. Uh, I want to start us off with, I talked about this song before, and this um, the person who wrote this song, Stephen Sondheim, he wrote the song Finishing the Hat, and I want to talk about the last line in that song, because I've been saying it every time I, uh, I'm done with work, I say it as like a reminder, and the line is this, whether or never was a hat, now, if you never heard the song, you probably are really confused right now, and <laughs> for good reason, because you're like, it doesn't make sense, what does that mean? So in the song, the song is called Finishing the Hat. And in the song, it's about this painter who's going deep, deep focus into his painting and making a hat for this, for whatever the people that he's painting. And he made this hat for this person. And as he's making the hat, he realizes in the beginning of the song, he's talking about the deep uh, philosophy of the show and everything. And it's a theater piece. And everything that's, that's happened in the story, whatever. He makes the hat, and it's called finishing the hat. So he's finishing the hat, finishing the hat, and then he does it and goes, look, I made a hat, where there never was a hat. And that's the last line, where there never was a hat. And the reason why I say where there never was a hat every day when I leave and when I'm done with work is because I, I realize that there never was a list, a cold outreach list. There never were podcasts. Before me, before what I did, I never had podcasts. I never had, before I actually came in here, I didn't have any of these things I I now have. So when I leave, I go, all right, well, there never was. Yeah, because I made something new. There never was a hat. We finally did it. And it's this little accomplishment because even though it doesn't feel like an accomplishment every day, it's starting to feel average, maybe even boring or difficult. I just remind myself how the things that maybe I could be grateful for. 
you know, and I hope that hope that resonates because it really does mean a lot to me, you know. It it does mean a lot every every hour in in deep focus, every minute of dread, right? Like all these moments that I can think about and grab like it feels like I can grab onto them. All these memories that I just had in what, twenty eight days, that's it. It's all made it worth it. You know what I mean? It's all really made it worth it at the end or at the end of the month now. And in the beginning of the month, I was so uncertain. I didn't know what was going to happen. I think in the beginning of February, I'm going to be far less uncertain. I'll be far more certain about my ability because I already have done a month. So that's a little breakdown for you. Uh, an interesting mindset that I that I had back in the day. I didn't quite understand it back in the day, and now I, I get it a little bit more. And everyone talks about this. I feel like is abundance and scarcity. Some people are in the mind of uh, scarcity, and I think money people talk about this a lot. Where it's scarcity, you're in the in the zone of I, I need more money, I need more money, I need more money. So you're just trying to rip people off, and you know, get a job, get two jobs, get two different businesses, and you're trying to figure it out, which is awesome. You know, it's great. You're trying to make money. Cool. And the abundance mindset is more like I already have, right? I already have everything. It's already deep rooted inside me. Anything I do after this is, is just a bonus and cherry on top. And they're both, you know, they both have upsides and downsides of abundance mindset and scarcity mindset depends on where you're at mentally. But I think the abundance mindset for me has been very interesting because I think I'm more abundance in terms of like, I think of this far more as a bonus and as, that's why I don't get 12 hours in. You know what I mean? I only get eight because I'm just like, I already have everything, you know, compared to some people that don't even live that far from me, not even like the kids in Africa, like some neighborhoods, some people you'll see and you're like, damn, these decisions they made is not just because they're idiots. It's like, if I were in their position, I would probably be, even worse you know they're doing the best they're doing their best what they got and sometimes their best is awful and leads to awful things and the logic just doesn't just doesn't add up and it sucks so that's why i think i've had more of an abundance mindset it's helped me more i'm not saying you should have one or the other uh for business but for me Abundance has, has worked very well and it's something that's helped me a lot. You know what I mean? It's something I, I, I think about. It's almost haunting over me. You know, and it's kind of like a time too, right? Do you have an abundance of time or are you scarce? Are you just like, I have to get it done. But scarce, to think that you have a scarce amount of time, I actually think for time, it actually, I'm more scarcity. I'm more like, I, I don't want to waste, I don't want to burn it, or murder it. Or, you know what I mean? I want to spend it. <laughs> you know? I want to spend it. I want to invest it invest my time into skills and into different sectors of the world that that maybe weren't there before. And this is what we talked about before with the where there never was a hat. That maybe were never there before. But I built, that I created. So that's the whole idea of abundance and scarcity from my point of view. Now, every podcast this happens, and it's about that time in the podcast where it's a story time. It's 
it's time for me to tell you guys a story about my past. And today's story is a little bit more, uh, uh, I don't know if perverse is the right word, but I'm going to go with perverse. Yeah, so it's a bit more of like a perverse story. Um, so there was this girl. <laughs> That's how it started. There was this girl, right? And um, she, gorgeous, back in the day. Oh, my God. She was the girl. And if you don't know who I am right now, like I'm very young. I'm 19 years old. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, e-commerce business I run, and I sell beats to to rappers who want to rap on those beats. So music production, all that. And so when I say this story is back in the day, it was only like 2019. I was like 14, I guess. Yeah, 14. And so this girl, she was a lot older than me, I think. She was 16 or 17. Those years matter, right? So, okay. I remember she was the girl. Everybody was looking at that girl. Everybody was scared to even talk to her. So... In my fashion, my fearless fashion, I decided to say screw it. Now I'd been planning to talk to her for like years. I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And we'd cross paths so many times that I was like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? And, but I didn't for like two years. I'd known her forever, but the fact that like, when I actually thought about talking to her, it t- took years before I actually was like, all right, let's do this. So I do it. What happens then? Right? What, what, what happens? And why did I do it then? What, what, what made me do it? What made me do it was I had just gotten sick. Now, this story is very timely because nowadays this would never happen. Now, I'd been feeling sick. I had the sniffles, right? And because uh, everybody I feel like with COVID would be like, oh, you're sick. Don't, don't show up to rehearsal. I had rehearsal for this theater show I was doing and she was in it. And I, um, I walk up to this girl and I'm like, oh, hey, how you? Uh, no, I walk up to my friend and he's like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh man, you know, I, w- I wish I could talk to her. I was like, yeah, I saw you flirting with her over there. And he's like, no, I didn't, whatever. I'm like making jokes. He's like, from what I can remember. And I had this headache and like tiredness. And you know when you get just like loopy? Where it's like, I don't do drugs, but I'm assuming that's what being on drugs feels like. You're just so like, uh, you're outside of yourself. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was outside of myself. It was almost like an outer body experience. I was like watching myself move. It was weird. So I say screw it because I'm in this mindset. And I just simply don't care. I say screw it. And I sit down right next to her. And I say, ah, how you doing? How's life? Now, I could say it like that. And you go, oh, that's not flirty. That's not whatever. But I said it with this eye contact. I remember I had looked deep into her, into her eyes to the point where I was like, I just remember this vividly, to the point where if you look in somebody's eyes for like a split second, you'll get a little nervous or scared or whatever, and you just move away. I kind of do it with this camera, right? I look at the camera, and then when I'm trying to state another thing, I move away, right? To articulate my point, I guess, whatever it is. And to keep it at the relationship that it is, when in terms of another person, right? Because you don't want them to get the wrong idea, blah, 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 whatever. I didn't care if she got the wrong idea. I don't care if she got the right idea. I just didn't care. So I said, screw it. And I stayed. I did not move. I didn't know nothing about my body language made it seem like I was scared because I wasn't. And I looked at that in the eye and I was like, hey, how's it going? And didn't move. It was perfect. The eye contact was perfect. And it was, and she looked back at me. I was like, tried to look away, tried to, and you couldn't. 
because I was right there. I'm asking a question. Let's do it. And she had wanted me to come to her show or whatever. I didn't go. But <laughs> she, she was like, hey, why don't you come to my show? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but I remember she... <laughs> this is so stupid. But I remember... Dude came up to me after. was like, hey, man, you... Like, oh, my God, you're flirting with her now. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? The moral of the story really is that I didn't care. And there was a strength about the fact that I didn't care. I didn't think this girl would ever flirt with me. I didn't think it. But in that moment, for two seconds, I was like, oh, I got a shot. I would have never found that out. I would have never. Did it lead to anything? Of course not. I was an idiot. But I knew what type of person she was. But I would have never taken that opportunity. How many moments when I'm doing cold outreach or when I'm talking to you guys, but right before I talk to you guys, I just go, yeah, screw it. Who cares? Yeah, but the audience might see me as, uh, who cares? Who cares? It's me and you right now. And if I'm strong enough, even if I make mistakes or stumble a little bit or trip, it won't matter. It won't matter at all, even if my editing is not perfect, right? It simply won't matter because I have this deep-rooted, grounded strength that'll get us through it. And I notice women do like that a lot, and I tapped into it for two seconds in that moment. I could see even that girl, the girl everybody wanted, whatever. Even her, she folded and was like, oh, okay, yeah, and was inviting towards it rather than not folded. She was rather, I put out the invitation, she went in for it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it worked. Whatever, however, like, I mean like how, whatever that means, like it worked. You know, it, it was... It was far more of a metaphor because I, I was like, oh, I'm going to remember this for a while. Like, that was good. And I'm like, I didn't think I'd remember it for this reason, though. I'm remembering it for the lack of fear. There was no fear. I mean, it wasn't like courage because courage takes you doing something despite of fear. There was no courage because there was no fear. Courage only comes with fear. I've noticed that lately, that courage only comes with fear. January 1st this year, I had a bit of courage where I said, I, I've, I'm scared that at the end of this, I'm going to be back to my old self and going, God, where did the time go? And I'm scared that this is all going to be a waste of time. But let's do it anyway. That's, that's, a, that's a little bit of courage because you have a little bit of that other side of you that's fighting and, and is nagging. And pushing you into the direction of late or pushing me into the direction of laziness that I was already in in the first place. So instead, like a fishing rod, I pulled myself out. I was like, okay, here we go. That's courage. This one, I wasn't pulling myself out. In, in the fishing metaphor, it was like as if the fish was like hopping on the boat. I was like, yeah, who cares? Let's go. You know? Um, so nowadays, I think because of habit's sake, nowadays, I don't have that much courage either. Every day I wake up, it doesn't take as much courage as it did the day before, you know, and I hope it stays that way, you know what I mean? Um, another, another huge thing that I think, you're talking about fear, I think a huge proprietor of fear, a, huge, a big reason of why I think a lot of people I know have fear and why I had fear before is because I'm labeling myself as someone that's scared. I think that's huge, plays, plays a big part, is that the more I label myself as someone that's scared, that's not the type of person to do these things, then guess what I'm going to do? 
be more scared. I can't, I'm going to keep being scared. And you might say, well, that's dumb. Cause it is, it is dumb. It is dumb. Why would you just keep hurting yourself? It's like, because I'm in my own realm and in my own head, I'm someone that's it's a scared person or someone that's a lazy person. I remember I is a great example. I remember when I was a, uh, when I was losing my 50 pounds, everybody would call me big bone before that. When I was like 12, I was known as big bone, 13, 14, 15. Everyone knows me as big boned, whatever. 16 years old, I lose all the way. I lose 50 pounds. I am lean. I look great. I still have muscle. I'm talking to uh, one of my brother's friends and I tell, I tell her, um, just giving advice, this, this, that about and how much weight I lost like every month I was doing it and. She was like, oh, well, I have a slow metabolism. Now, keep in mind, this girl's a skinny, skinny girl. Not one of those, like, you know what I mean? Like, she is small and small by nature. And maybe she does have a slow metabolism. You know, maybe. Who cares? That's not the point. I had a far, <laughs> way more. I would have the excuse to say I had a slow metabolism. But in her mind, I was, I could get skinny like that. Like, it took extra work because of my metabolism being slow. Weeks on end, I wouldn't be able to lose weight because I'm literally big boned. It's like you're talking about your slow metabolism. Because I'd be, I, my mind was so stuck as labeling myself as someone with a slow metabolism that was big boned. I never thought about the fact that to some people, I'm small boned. <laughs> right? I know it's not a thing, but to some people, I have a quick metabolism and I'm I'm the skinny guy who's athletic. Like, what? What? Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? It's like, well, okay. And now that I'm really big, everyone is like, oh, he's the big guy that lifts weights. I don't even lift weights. But their own labeling of not only their, themselves, but of me is so different than what I would think of myself that it gives me this outer perspective of like, What? It's like, oh, I forgot, you don't know me. You're just assuming. You know, and maybe you could say that to yourself or you don't know yourself. You're just assuming you're a lazy person because of the decisions you've made. So then make different decisions. Easier said than done, I know. I know this firsthand. You guys know I know this firsthand. Watch episode one, right? It's not only not easy, it's painful. Some would say it's the worst. Sometimes I would say it's the worst. But I still find myself in the same place. No matter how many, how many times I've been kicked down by me. By my own emotions. Not by someone telling me, oh, I hate your, your product. You suck. That, that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is the fact that it affects me. It's like, oh, come on. Why is that affecting me? And the next day I come in and I'm already desensitized. It doesn't even matter. Right? Like I said, these are the things that... These are the things that... That truly move the world forward. Decisions. You know, you, you, you're labeling yourself. And I understand why. Because of the decisions you've made. Together. I mean together. Let's do it together. Let's both make decisions. That'll prove that we're someone better than who we were before. And we're someone that gets up.
even when we feel like we're down. I mean, why not, right? Why not? I want to end on this final topic about um, about people who I wish were better. <laughs> there are some people I know who I learned this early in my uh, early in my uh, my early teens when I I realized I'd be like, there's some people I wish you were better because if you were better, you would have some real talent. You would have some real, real potential if you were better to yourself. Not just if you were better in general on my, my rules. Like, no, your own rules. If you even thought you were better. If you believed, if you, if you love a little bit more, right? Positive energy, negative energy. If you would just have some perspective and be better and want to be better. Sometimes they don't even want to be better or they lie to themselves because it's easier being worse. Sometimes, yeah. I've seen that firsthand. And it's too bad because I think we would be a better world for it. Like, I think we'd be better for it as, as a society. If a lot of these people who had these fears of moving forward or create a generation of their own kids and their own lineage with their own beliefs that weren't toxic, that, that were articulated well, right? Because I think toxicity comes a lot from lack of articulation. It's like, well, I meant this. Well, he didn't really say that. I did. He didn't articulate it well. Like, or he didn't hear well or she didn't hear well. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's a two-player game conversation. Articulation. It's a two-player game. The person who you're talking to has got to be able to listen also. I agree. But the words that come out of my mouth, I have to make sure that it's the best idea, the best... It can get my perspective and transfer it to you so quickly... I mean, passionately, and frankly, I don't think I've been that good at articulating my ideas. That's why this podcast is helping me a lot in life in general. It helps me articulate my ideas so well. So, cheers. Here's to another podcast, right? All right. I'm going to end it here. Uh, if you like this podcast, I come out with these literally every day. Um... And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.